Burns and Gambo. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Usually we have a lot more fun reliving the previous day's Cardinals game. I don't think this one's going to be much fun <laughs> hearing these play-by-play highlights. Yeah, was, okay. Yeah. Massacre just, yesterday yeah. at State Farm Stadium. Just in case you missed it, we, we just we go over it again for you. <laughs> just, just in case and you decide you're an In case you're pissed off and you want to stay pissed off. You know what? Some that, people like that. That's yeah, a good way some people are you know, happy being miserable. Live yeah. in that angry zone and want to stay there yeah. for a while. You, you want to be what? angry yeah. for a few more minutes? I don't want to get right. I want to I, I want to be angry for a longer amount He's of got time. You covered. We've, we're yeah. going to give you we, something. We're going to help you. Good and pissed you about. Stay angry. We got you covered right here. Here is your recap of yesterday's game, starting in the first half and the very first possession for the Kansas City Chiefs. They march right down the field. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, ten yard run, six yard run, eighteen yard run, and it all culminated with this Travis Kelsey touchdown catch. Mahomes in shotgun has the football. Looking to the left, throws a fade left side for Kelsey in the end zone, and it is caught. For a touchdown, Travis Kelsey with Isaiah Simmons covering, pulls it in from the left side of the end zone, and that caps off a fantastic drive for Kansas City to start this game. 11 plays, 75 yards, a little bit under five and a half minutes. I thought Isaiah actually had pretty good coverage on Travis Kelsey on that play, but he's Travis Kelsey. So big drive for Kansas City. They're up 7-0. Cardinals get the ball for their first possession, and it was a quick three and out, and it was in large part thanks to this blitz on third down of Kyler Murray. Third and one, he's going to throw here. Instead, he gets hit, and he's stacked at the 25-yard line. Legereus Sneed, a corner, was coming back side to the right of Kyler Murray. He was untouched, and Kyler never saw him. So it's a sack, a negative play, loss of seven, fourth down. Yeah, that was a, um, yes, it was just a blitzed, untouched cornerback blitz, came right in, loss of seven yards, and that was on a third and one, I think. I think it was a third and one, knocked him back, they had to punt. Yeah, there's some people who thought that Kyler maybe should have seen it coming, gotten rid of the ball. I looked at that play again, Zach Ertz, I thought should have chipped a little before he went out into his into his, his pass route, but regardless, the Cardinals punt. Chiefs get the ball back, quickly march down the field again. Juju Smith-Schuster get himself acclimated. 5.45 to go in the first quarter. Mahomes straight drop back. Pumps, fires left side. Open man, it's caught at the 30 by Smith-Schuster and down near the 25 for 21 yards. Jalen Thompson on the stop. That thing had flames coming out of the football. Yeah, Marcus Golden missed tipping it, tipping it by about an inch when it went over his head, I thought. Yeah, there was a roughing the passer on Allen on a dropped interception by Simmons. There was a missed tackle by Nick Vigil on a big play to Clyde Edwards Alaire. I don't know if you've got the touchdown there, but it all led to another touchdown to put him up 14-0. First and goal on the three. He takes the snap. Underhand pitch is caught by Edwards Alaire at the one and he simply walks into the end zone for a touchdown. Great design, great execution. The Chiefs already look like a Super Bowl contender and the Cardinals far from it with 3.20 to go in the first quarter. That little shovel pass, that's all it was. Just a little shovel pass, getting the end zone. Seven plays, 88 yards on the drive. Cardinals get the ball back for their second possession, and they're able to do something with it a little bit on this one. Kyler finding what would be his favorite target of the day in Greg Dortch. Snap to Murray, straight drop back, guns it over the middle deep, and it's pulled in for a first down. In Kansas City territory at the 35-yard line by Greg Dortch. It's a gain of 24 and a first down. 
Yeah, you know, the, the, Kyla did fumble on that drive and recovered it. And then, and, you know, next play, I think, was to Dorch for 24 yards. And then it was a beautiful play. Murray gaining 21 yards. I thought Hollywood Brown made a nice block right there. And that set up the touchdown. Yeah, Connor had a nice block on that run, too. It set up this two-yard touchdown rush from James Connor. Takes the snap. Hands off James Connor up the middle. Grabbed at the one, but powers his way into the end zone for the touchdown. Right through the arms of Nick Bolton. James Conner just too powerful. And the Cardinals get on the board for the first time in 2022. Now at that point, it's a 14-7 game. And if the Cardinals could just find some way to muster up some kind of a stop, yeah. maybe they could have changed the outcome, at least early in this game. But there were no stops to be had when it came to the Cards' defense against the Chiefs. Uh, another march down the field culminating with a Clyde Edwards-Alaire four-yard touchdown catch his second of the game. Holmes waiting. Shot Gun snap, three-step drop. Mahomes fires right side, caught Edwards Alaire, and he walks in for the touchdown. The Cardinals made a big mistake. Nobody covered the back. Edwards Alaire, an easy six for the Chiefs. Yeah, that was another 11-play drive. The first play, the first touchdown, 11 plays. That touchdown, 11 plays. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was wide open. No one picked him up out of the backfield. Absolutely no one. You know, it did end, though. I mean, it was 12 straight completions by Mahomes that finally ended on that drive. He had thrown an incompletion, believe it or not. Yeah. I think that was the cause to celebrate. Hey, an incomplete pass by Patrick Mahomes. Well, Didn't see many of those. I got another one for you, too, because after the Cardinals punted it, the Cardinals forced a Kansas City Chiefs punt. Then the Cardinals weren't able to do anything with it when the Chiefs get the ball back again. This time the Cardinals defense does step up and does make a play, and this time it was Dennis Gardeck. Shotgun snap. Mahomes drops back to throw, and he zings it over the middle complete. 30-yard line. Fumble. Smith-Schuster fumbled it. Recovered by Byron Murphy at the 42-yard line. Smith-Schuster caught the ball, started running, Lost the ball. Byron Murphy was right there. Yeah, not not a lot of big defensive plays by the Arizona Cardinals. You know, when you you go through the the sheet and you look at all the different plays, there were not many big defensive plays. That was one of them. No, and at that point, it's a twenty to seven game. The Cardinals get the ball back at the Kansas City forty two yard line with fifty eight seconds left in the first half. A field goal gets them to within ten, but the Cardinals on fourth and two decide to go for it. It looked like a play that would have worked, but Greg Dortch stumbled. Where he takes the. He's going to throw. Pumps right. Now backing up left. Throws left side. Incomplete. It looked like he was going to go to Dorch initially, and he stumbled. Dorch was moving to his right. Looked open, but Murray didn't seem confident after Dorch tripped. And it blew up the play. The Cardinals turned it over on down. That's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. He fell down, and I think at that point, Murray was not sure what to do with the ball. So the Chiefs get a 54-yard field goal from Harrison Butker, who earlier had left the game with an injury. He comes back out. It's 23-7 going into halftime. Opening up the second half, things just went from bad to worse after a half-opening punt by the Cardinals. The Chiefs got the ball back, and... Patrick Mahomes putting on a show. A perfect 35-yard pass to Travis Kelsey. A 30-yard pass to Sky Moore. And it all culminated with this touchdown to Jody Fortson. Takes the snap. Mahomes back to throw. Pumps. Flips it left corner of the end zone. And a diving catch for a touchdown by Fortson. That's the fourth touchdown pass for Patrick Mahomes. 
I think he held up the four fingers right there. Yeah. Four. Four. That's exactly what he like, did. It was like, we're going for four. I was like, that's my four touchdown pass. And that was one of those, that was a four-play drive. Only took two minutes. Went 75 yards. Fortson just beat Jalen Thompson across the field. That was an easy play for them. I tell you, the Kelsey reception on that drive was one of the most beautiful throws you will see in the NFL this year. He couldn't have handed it to Kelsey any better than he did when he threw it. So, Cardinals once again, not able to do anything offensively. A punt. Chiefs get the ball back. And not that there was any hope in this game when you're down 30-7, to but getting down 37-7 to pretty much was the nail in the coffin. Snap. Quick throw to the left side to Hardman, and he's got the ball in his arms. It's a touchdown. He caught it on the goal line, got hit by Byron Murphy, but at that point, he had already crossed. It's a touchdown, and another touchdown toss by Mahomes, his fifth on opening day. And that was just what, and that was just, I'm going to cross the field. I'm going to cross from behind the line of scrimmage. And then um, Murph was just going to cross over. They were both crossing, and he just beat him. He just beat him to the spot and got the touchdown 37 7. At that point, I think a lot of people were like, okay, I'm going home. And pretty much a lot of people decided to go home on that drive. There was a third down pass again from Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, who blew past Isaiah Simmons for a 26 yard game. That was on a third and six during that drive. Isaiah Simmons struggled yesterday. And a lot of guys are going to struggle against Travis Kelsey, but Isaiah Simmons' big debut as the green dot wearer and this kind of all-everything guy out there, it did not mesh up well. Cardinals got a lot of garbage time touchdowns, including Marquise Hollywood-Brown getting his first touchdown pass from Kyler Murray to make it 37-15. Zach Ertz had a six-yard touchdown pass from Kyler Murray to make it 44-21. But when you're down 37-7 with four minutes to go in the third quarter, that game is pretty much over. And the Cardinals yeah. Lose yeah. 44-21. It was good to see Brown get the touchdown on a big blitz. Kansas City set a bunch of guys on that one. And Murray, good. I thought he identified well there on the blitz. Found Brown for the touchdown. That is your big red react. Text the word fan. It's a 620-620 for your chance to become the Red Bird Farms chicken fan of the game. One lucky winner will win two tickets to an upcoming Cardinals home game and be featured on the Jumbotron. Again, text the word fan to 620-620 to become the Red Bird Farms chicken fan fan of the game. Kyler Murray and his day yesterday. We spent all this time talking about the defense. How did the offense do? How did Kyler Murray do? We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. We'll talk about Kyler and the offense just a second after yesterday's... ESPN NFL analyst. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, we'll talk about Kyler and the offense in a minute, but we're watching uh, the Monday night pregame coverage on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. He's on their broadcast now. And you, all of a sudden, you're sitting here during the commercial break. Larry! 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 I'm like, How about that? What are you yelling at? I'm like, oh, Fitz. There's Fitz on the set. Look at him. Steve Young yeah. on his left. And I'm not sure who's on his right. Looks dapper as always. Out there in Seattle, the weather looks nice. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, media guy now. 
Oh, about that. Think this means he's retired, or should we? Should we hold out? Listen, I don't know if the Cardinals called him back and offered him ten million dollars. He might turn that down right he now. Might. Yeah, yeah, he might. He I absolutely think, I think might. I'll, I think I'll pass. All right, we've always right, so we've been talking about this game outside of a few minutes that we spent talking about Zach Gallon and congratulations to Zach on that scoreless inning streak that came to an end yesterday. We, we've spent a lot of time, most of our show so far, talking about what the Cardinals did yesterday in this humiliation. We haven't really talked about the offense. It's been all defense. It's been the injuries. It's been okay, so let's talk about the offense for a minute. Okay. General question to kickstart the conversation. How do you think Kyler Murray looked yesterday? Average. Okay. Okay. Not terrible. Okay. Okay. Made some good reads. I loved the read with the Hollywood Brown on the on the blitz and the touchdown. But here's the problem I think overall is just like how many passes were out of behind a line of scrimmage? It's like nine or ten of those passes were at or behind the line of scrimmage. So it was a lot of dink and dunk. They did not target Zach Ertz in the first half. They targeted A.J. Green once. You know, you know, we talked so much. There's two ways to go. If you see some of the wide receivers yesterday, Justin Jefferson, like you, there were two ways to go with great quarterbacks. One, man, they really spread the ball around to a lot of different guys. That didn't happen for the Cardinals. Or two, man, they really focused on their top wide receiver and he kicked some ass. That didn't happen either. So I thought maybe like your top wide receiver was Greg Dorch. Like that can't happen. Like that can't, that shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. That Not shouldn't on happen. Team when Hollywood Brown is right, ho- right. the guy that you went and got. You right. know, I get they didn't have D Hop out there, but I agree that Greg Dorch shouldn't be your top target guy yeah, in the top reception. Greg guy. Dorch yeah. gets about a hundred dollars a game, and Hollywood Brown wants one hundred and fifty million dollars. Like you know, <laughs> like you know, if that's the case, I mean, you got to take more advantage of Hollywood Brown. Like if he's that good, like you know, you went out and you made this move for a wide receiver, and he wasn't bad. I mean, but he wasn't great. So I, I didn't think the look the offense added two garbage touchdowns at the end. Outside of that, they didn't do very much. No, Kyler Murray, after the game on the negative plays they had. As far as the offense goes, you know, no turnovers today, which was, you know, good to see. Uh, but again, too many penalties, too many, um, too many negative plays. Um, it's just costly things that cost you when, when, you know, when you need it the most. And you're right, it was dinky, it was dunky, it was, it was, you know, and we saw that so much last year, the, the lack of the downfield, you know, shot that we want to see them take. I thought maybe they would do it against the Chiefs secondary that looked kind of suspect, right? That was awfully, awfully blitz. young. And they didn't blitz. They didn't but, blitz. Did they blitz at all? Uh, I don't. I don't have the stats for that. I don't. I didn't chart them blitzing at all. I don't know how much they blitz. But I'll tell you what, that young defense for Kansas City played pretty well sure. against the Cardinals. It's def- a lot easier to play. With, look, when you're up by three scores, like, you know, sure. easy it is to play when yeah, you're up yeah, by yeah. three. Then, how many times did James Conner run the ball? Ten? Yeah. They didn't run. Let's go back and look. Like they didn't run. Sure. Like there wasn't any runs. I mean, you're down Ten all those times. scores. You gotta you gotta pay. it's a lot easier when you're when your offense is gonna give you that type of a lead. It's a lot easier as a defense to realize, okay, like the only way they're gonna get back in this game is chunk plays and big yards. So they were able to really dominate, you know, I thought, because the Cardinals were the Cardinals were not a balanced offense in that football yeah, game. Yeah, and of course the Cardinals, they got sacked three times in that game. Uh, there were seven passes defensed by the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I, I mean, I think five by their corners. And again, this is kind of a young defense that was sort of trying to find its way a little bit. I, I thought you used exactly the right word. I thought Kyler Murray was alright. On a day right. that if the Cardinals were going to do anything, he had to be special. He was nowhere near special. 
He was nowhere near. Like, like for them to have made a competitive game out of it, obviously the, it wasn't going to come from the Cardinals' defense. They were going to get gashed all day long. It had to be a shootout, shootout, and for it to be a shootout, Kyler Murray had to have one of those special type games. He, he, he wasn't even close to that. That that kind of you know we've seen that version of Kyler many yeah. many times. We didn't see it yesterday. And again, I'll keep saying this about the defense, and I know you agree with this. That if the defense is going to be, even if you want to chalk yesterday up to, well, it was Patrick Mahomes and they're not going to play Patrick Mahomes, the defense won't be that bad every Sunday. You want to die on that hill, knock yourself out. But if you think the defense is going to be bad, maybe not that bad, but bad, it's going to require Kyler Murray in this offense to be special. For them to get where they want to go this year, and if you think the Cardinals' defense isn't going to be very good, I don't. I don't think you do either. They're going to have to score thirty points. They're going to have to score points. They're going to have to score, mm-hmm. and, and they're. I don't think they're going to be able to do it with a little dink and dunk football like they were trying to do yesterday. They're going to have to take shots down the field. How many games can they win scoring less than thirty points? That's a thing. That's a big thing here with this defense. How many games can the Cardinals win if they're scoring less than thirty? Honestly, if with they this, score twenty four points, can they win a football yeah, game with this defense? I don't. I, I I fear that number is so high. I don't even want to guess what it is. Like, how many games do they have to score more than thirty to win? Thirty or more. I feel like that number is yeah too high to even say out loud. Because I think this defense is in trouble. It is in trouble. I think it's in such trouble, yeah. and it's all on Kyler. Okay, you got you got paid. Your 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 boys on the team. You know, you're getting DeAndre Hopkins back in five more games. You got all of these weapons available to you when they're all healthy. Man, you better go out there and light it up this year because I think that's their only chance. I really do. And they got to play from ahead. They have to play from ahead because, you know, that that's the only way to create that balance. You're going to get behind like that. You know, if your defense is giving up, you know, the three of the first four times the other team gets the ball, they score touchdowns, you got to play from behind, you know, and then it becomes much more difficult and you don't have any balance in your offense. And they, so they, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Kyler was terrible. I didn't think he, like, he was okay. He didn't throw picks and, but he didn't do anything special. He didn't get everybody involved in the offense. And again, I think part of that is you, you play from behind, you're, you're really hurting your team. And I think part of it too was the pressure that he faced early in the game. Um, I thought it was significant. I, I thought, you know, not that we we haven't mentioned Pro Football Focus once, but like you, I went kind of peeking around the grades today. Didn't surprise me at all that Sean Harlow was very, very poorly graded. Oh God! I, I tell you what, something I noticed yesterday watching the game, and yeah. I was curious to see his grade. Roddy Hudson did not have a good game yesterday. No. I noticed no, he had one of the worst games on the offensive yep. line. I noticed him a few times yesterday in the wrong kind of way. He did not. And then I saw the pro football focus grade and kind of backed that up. He did not. Yeah. Well. And if that doesn't change, they're in a boatload of trouble on offense. Big time. Okay. On offense. Yes. We're talking, we know their defense is in trouble. But if Rodney Hudson doesn't play like one of the top centers in the league, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying, I, I don't know. Like, if he if, if he's kind of mailed it in because he's got, you know, he, he doesn't want to be here and he wanted to, because he contemplated you know, retirement. I don't know. But, like, if he doesn't play better, okay, for, for whatever reason, if he doesn't play better, that's really, they're going to they're gonna really struggle. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a hell of an accusation. I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm just saying in general. That's a hell of an accusation to lob at any player in the NFL. So you you got to be cautious when you do something like that. But I, I would, I'll say this. I would be the first to admit admit that when he decided to come back and play it's would the it first appe- question you asked yep when it appeared as if it he wasn't was it not the first question i asked like oh boy okay i hope he's 
I hope he's truly all in on this, and I, and I hope he's made the right decision for himself and what he really truly wants to do in his heart. Because if you go out there one foot in, one foot out, you're gonna get. Yeah. Killed. But did he contemplate retirement? The answer is yes, he did. And he was away for a while and we didn't know what was going to happen. And so now he's back. I hope his head is 100% invested into into playing because he's a really great player when he wants to be. He is a dynamic and one of the best centers in the league. Texas, your thoughts. The FanDuel text line. It is open for you at 620-620. You can text us whenever you want. Interact with the show here on the Burns and Gambo show. You had all of this time to get ready for week one. And that is what we got. How much of this loss is on coaching? How much of this loss is on roster construction? We're going to get into that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Cliff Kingsbury on with Wolf and Luke today for his weekly visit, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals on every single Monday at 145 with Wolf and Luke. Were they ready to play in week one? That they knew week one was coming, but I, I think the level of play that um, the Chiefs played at was was uh, a step above probably what they anticipated. You know, I don't think they saw what was coming, and um, it woke us up. There's no doubt. It showed how far we have to come in a short time to get ready to compete in this league, and uh, hopefully um, we show that on Sunday. It makes no sense. <laughs> that makes no sense. Play it again. Play it again. What part of this makes any sense? That they knew week one was coming, but I I think the level of play that um, the Chiefs played at was was, uh, a step above probably what they anticipated. What? I don't think they saw what was coming. What? um, It woke us up. There's no doubt. It showed how far we have to come in a short time to get ready to compete in this league. And uh, hopefully um, we show that on Sunday. What the hell's going on here? They didn't anticipate that the Chiefs were going to have a great offense and Patrick Mahomes is going to throw like they didn't anticipate it. They just thought, you know, they, you know, they just thought first game of the season they'll be jittery and they'll come out and they'll be like a day. It's like what? Yeah. What are you? What are you saying? <laughs> like honestly, what the hell are you saying? No, honestly, I, I had a similar really. I, I had a similar reaction last night when I was I was in the interview room after the game. Yeah. And Kyler Murray uh, on Sunday's loss quote: "I think it was good for us for this to happen to us." You can't feel yourself in this league. You get embarrassed. That's kind of what happened today. Dude, there is nothing good about what happened yesterday for you. <laughs> nothing. 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 That is, the, the, you know what? It's kind of good. It, it, it reminds us that we're real. You know, it reminds us that we, uh, yeah. we got to keep ourselves in check. What, like what happened well, against the Rams last year wasn't enough? We didn't anticipate you know? that Kansas City would play that well. But Co- why not? Collapsing in the second half why of the season. Like what you did last year wasn't enough for you guys to kind of check yourself at the door. Or maybe what, you, you think you were playing the Jets and Joe Flacco? Oh, you know, come on. And, and so it just kind of speaks to this this like organizational lack of readiness. Something else Cliff said yesterday after the game, he didn't think they practiced well enough last week. And and some of the guys were like, oh, I don't know, I felt like we practiced just fine, you know, but that was one of the things that Cliff said, Eric, you, what, what you Yeah, Cliff, Cliff said that he can't let little things slide in practice this week, to which I thought to myself, why were you letting them slide going into slide? week one? You, you were getting ready for one of the best teams in the NFL. You were letting things slide last week in right, practice? The AFC Championship game every year. Like, well, you didn't anticipate that they were going to be good? Yeah. You are, you, 
They, they surprised they surprise you? Wow. Just, was anybody else surprised at how good the Kansas City Chiefs offense is? Anybody? No. 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 I mean, were we really thinking that because they didn't have Tyreek Hill that they were going to be like this, you know, default version of themselves? No. I mean, it's Cliff, like, honestly, dude, better answers than that, man. Come on. So it just kind of came across as like reaching to explain something that's got a real simple explanation. You just got worked. You got beat. You got beat by a much better football team. And that's that. Now, the, the question is one of... Of both from Cliff and Steve Kimes' perspective. Right. Did they do enough to get their team ready for this moment? Cliff, no, we all know the answer to that is no. Of course, but I mean, Cliff, in, in the context of the preseason and not playing his guys, and Steve Kime in the context of what he did or really what he didn't do it's more of what this offseason. You know, it's more of what you didn't do. I mean, although listen, did they, they they went out and they made a deal and they they, they brought in Jeff Gladney and unfortunately the tragedy struck and they didn't have Jeff Gladney. But the pass rush has not been upgraded. They were relying on Cameron Thomas and Victor Demukeji and Majai Sanders. Sanders didn't play. I wasn't even active. Thomas had like I don't know three snaps, four, four snaps, snaps. I think when it was all said. Demukeji, you know, oh, you know, it didn't do anything or nothing. They got nothing out of those guys. So you know, you lose Chandler Jones, who by the way did nothing for the Raiders yesterday. But you you wanted to upgrade that pass rush. You really didn't do it. I mean, there was no resemblance of a pass rush in that game. In that game against Kansas City, there was no resemblance of a of a uh, of a pass rush. As far as the secondary is concerned, we've been, been been banging this drum for a long time. Like it's it's not it, the cornerback situation's not good. I mean, it's not good. Now, I don't blame Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson. They were okay yesterday. They were okay. I thought Marco Wilson was actually was was decent yesterday yeah. for the most part. I thought right. he was decent. Yeah, but like you know, they Kansas City moved the ball up and down the field with no problems. Yeah, they like did. they, you know, Juju Smith Schuster was a tough matchup. Travis Kelsey was a tough matchup. You know, some of those running backs out of the backfield were beating the cornerbacks to the spots yeah. on plays. A tough matchups. I mean, they had four hundred and fifty or sixty yards or whatever it was of offense. They had thirty something first downs. I mean, so like the issues that, and they spend, look, we know this, the Cardinals spend a lot less on their defense than they do on their offense. Yeah. The money's invested in the offense, not as much in the defense. Yeah. And, and look, I, I, the, the Jeff Gladney situation was a tragedy. And, and that's not, of course, the Cardinals' fault. That's not their responsibility. Um, but it was their responsibility after a requisite amount of time to go, okay, we clearly need to do better than what we've got in that room. Let's work on that. Let, let's, Let's bring in different options. And instead, they waited until basically the week before the season started. They swung that trade. They picked up a guy off of waivers that they've that they've already cut and who's already been picked up by the Raiders, the team they're playing next week. They really waited until the last possible minute to try to upgrade that cornerback room. They didn't do anything with the pass rush at all. And and, and to your point about Majay Sanders not even being active yesterday, mm-hmm. neither was Trey McBride. Two of your top three draft picks weren't good enough to dress on a day where your roster has been decimated by injury and you kind of have this god what are we doing here you know what what do we what, what do you mean he's not ready to play what do you mean he still has some work to do i mean i get it it's, the draft is a long term proposition but my, on a day where everybody is banged up and it's kind of all hands on deck two of your top three draft picks didn't even dress 
for the opener? Yeah. On a day when everybody was hurt, it was that just... seventh round draft pick. He only played one snap on defense. He played 14 on special teams. Jace Whitaker played six snaps on defense. I mean, he's a, you were calling up guys off the practice squad. You were signing guys off of other practice squads to get this you know, roster together. Now, listen, the first week's over. Now, a lot of these contracts, do you go, do you go out and get a Jason Pierre-Paul? Do you out and get an Indomitian Sue? If you do it do now... You try to get Robert Alford? The contracts aren't guaranteed now. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, then I'm sorry. Yeah, I, was, I apologize. Yeah, the, I was, yeah. After the first week, the contracts aren't guaranteed. So if you don't like a guy, you could cut him and not have to pay him that money. So if you, you know, do you do that? Like, right, you know, do you, the question is, okay, if you go, like, say you went out, like, you know what? The hell with this. Let's just get Indomitian Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. Let's get them both. You got to, you got to move two guys off the roster. You got to move two guys off. You're not going to move off Zach Allen. You're not going to move off Majai Sanders. You're not going to move off Cameron Thomas. Like, who are you replacing him with? You know? Like, who do you? Who are the guys you... But, like, that's... You could do that now. That doesn't feel like that big of a problem after what I saw yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like I, you know, I think I can figure that out. Uh, I think I think I can manage to figure out who to move off this roster. But, but and I, I apologize that you had said that. I was looking yeah, no ahead worries, of no the worries. note. But, but, yeah, you're right. And, and this week, I think, will be a really good gauge of the temperature of the Arizona Cardinals and sort of their stomach for all of this, especially that front office where, let's be honest, it was not the best of off seasons for them. Yeah, they kept their guys, and yeah, they prioritized keeping some of their guys, but in terms of that aggression that you kind of wanted to see out of a team that won 11 games last year and was, for the most part, one of the best teams in the NFL last year until December, that was completely lacking. You didn't see it, and even in August, when we were waiting for pass rush help, cornerback up, there's none of it. So now. Yeah, you think you're going to add that help in September? You think you're going to add that your middle of September, you're going to add that help? Well, what, what, what are you getting? If that's, if they were, what are you going to get? If they were waiting for that whole non guaranteed money thing to kick in, it's there. This is the week where it's like, okay, what are you going to go do about it? You know, what do you got? What do you got? And for Cliff. But I, even then, I don't think that those guys could help Dodge. Not. I don't think they could help much. There, there's, look, they didn't practice at all in training camp. They don't know the defense. They're going to come and, in here. And, and it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. There's a reason why those guys are available. Yep. There's a reason why. The, now, what I want to see them do, and I want to see them try. And even though it might be, it might not make any difference. And even though those guys might be available for a reason, it might take those guys weeks to get up to speed. Boy, a little perception is reality would be nice here. And the perception would be, I'd love to see you go out there and try. I'd love to see you. They claimed the guy off of waivers from the Jets and then they cut him. Yep. And then he got signed by the Raiders. Gidry, Jablin Gidry. Yeah, yeah. So it was, but this idea of, yeah, I don't think our guys really understood what to get ready. How? How did they not know what to get ready for? It's the it's Patrick Mahomes. We didn't anticipate that. Like, come on, come on. Like, yeah. listen. If you want to say they were they were out, man. They had a lot of players that weren't able to play, and that's that. That was look. They were going to lose the game anyway, but they were clearly really shorthanded with the lack of players that they had available for this game. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station, how important it was to get the young guys reps and get the young guys in the game, and yet the young guys barely played or didn't play at all. We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Well, the one thing for sure I'll give 
Cliff Kingsbury credit for. Yesterday after the game, he said, look, the guys we were missing, that's not why today happened. When you lose some dynamic playmakers and some linemen, and um, when you're where you're at depth-wise at corner, it's, it's not ideal, but that, that wasn't why we played so poorly. I mean, we just came out and, like I said, got out, coach got out, played, and, and didn't execute like uh, we're capable of. Yeah, can I, I'd like to... Just, I'd like to not hear that a lot this year. Please. Not to hear what? We got out coach. We got outplayed. We got out executed. I'd well, like to part. not hear that part that a lot part. this year. Can we limit the amount of times that, we, that we're going to hear that? Can we limit the amount of times I we're going to hear that? I hope. If God willing. Yeah. If we're here next Monday after the Raiders game, we got out coach. We got out executed. We got, and then the Rams game, we got out coach. We got out executed. We got to play like, got to limit that, man. You can only have so many of those. Yeah. Right? You can only have a couple of those where you're admitting that you got out coached. You got out played. You got ex- out executed. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. You can't play that card too often. No, uh, no, that's exactly right. Especially when you're, you, you've got a brand new five year contract extension in hand and the general manager has a new five year contract extension in hand. You can't play that card very often. And, and yet, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they didn't blame it on the injuries. And I, I don't want anybody out there listening to misunderstand what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm not blaming yesterday's loss on the injuries, but didn't we know it was going to be bad when we saw the injury list on Friday? Didn't didn't I think we? I think we knew it was going to be. Listen, there's two ways to look at this. Okay, okay. the first way the first way is when they didn't address the edge rusher and they didn't address the cornerback. We kind of knew it was going to be bad, even if they had their guys. Okay, there's no. If they had had everybody, are you, aren't you still picking Kansas City by two touchdowns if, or more? If they had had everybody defensively. Yes, I'm still picking Kansas City by two touchdowns exactly. or more. Because the guys that they were missing defensively, nothing against Trayvon Mullen Jr. and nothing against Antonio Hamilton. And certainly J.J. Watt can can be a difference maker when he's out there. But it's not like there's a bunch of guys defensively, oh, if they just had X, Y, and Z, it would have been a totally different outcome. No. No, I'm not picking it any differently because of the defensive guys. Offensively, I think if they had had a full boat yesterday, they would have been able to put more points on the board. I don't think it would have made it a vastly more competitive football game. But I think offensively, if they had more of their main guys out there. was available. And was available. If, if uh, Rondell Hopkins, Moore was Rondell available. Moore. If, I, I think if those guys were available, they put a few more points on the board and maybe don't look so disjointed offensively. Maybe get into more of a shootout. But if it's a full boat defensively, I don't think it makes sense. You're not stopping Patrick Mahomes. Not with that defense. You just, you're not. No, what do we you're say not. for four weeks leading up to this game? Patrick Mahomes, first game. First game of the season because he plays in the preseason. He is, I don't know what the numbers were, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, and an it. almost perfect passer rating. That was it. In the four in the four, last four years, Yep, he had thir- 13 touchdowns. Now he's got 18 touchdowns and no interceptions in five games in the first game of the season. Yeah. He's ready. Yeah, he's he's, he's ready. He he goes into a season and he's prepared. And yeah. He has one of the best coaches. Now the injury update. Oh, Cardinals looked a little bit like Adrian Peterson in that boxing match yesterday. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury with Wolf and Luke today on the injuries. Yeah, within the next month, I, I feel like you know some of those guys that are on that um, injury reserve list that'll come off after after week four. Um, some some starters there. You know, Rondell would be great to have back. Justin Pugh would be great. Jay and uh, definitely provide some stability at some positions that, that we need help at. After a month? 
And I get what he's talking about. He's talking about the guys on the injured reserve list, mm-hmm. the guys who have to be out for four games. And, of course, it's. I guess the question becomes, what does this look like four weeks from now when they start to get those guys back? What is what is this going to be six weeks from now? Who's the fourth game against? They play the Raiders, and then they play the Rams. Wait a minute. And then is it Carolina? I believe you are. Yes, got a thumbs up. Is it Carolina? Mitch, it is how Carolina. Do I, how do I know that? How did you know that? I don't even know. That's because we're all dreading when they go on the road to Carolina and lose. That's very impressive. Okay, listen. I mean, let's let's, let's not sugarcoat this. They, they're zero and four to start the season. The season's over. Okay, you can't be zero and four. You can't. You can't be zero and four. There's, that is thirteen games left, and you got to win nine of them to go to the playoffs. Yeah, like it's over. I, I will not debate any of that. You lose to the Raiders and then lose to the Rams. That Carolina game is your season. It's your season. Yeah, but right. It's your debate. Is there anybody well, thinks, I mean, thinks things differently? Even if they start zero and three, I mean, you know what's going to happen. You know, this Carolina, you're one and three. At least you're one and three. But you start zero and three. Some Yahoo's going to run the numbers like they always do. The, the, there are five percent of the teams that start zero and three in the last twenty years of the mm-hmm. NFL. You know that's going to come. A little bit right? different because it's seventeen games instead of sixteen. Um, look, the Raiders game I think is winnable for them. I think it's a winnable game. You just got to get you. You got to get your act together quickly. Look, the Rams look like garbage against the Bills. Okay, they look like garbage. They've got a lot of question marks too. So I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh my God, they can't beat the." Yeah, they can win. They can win both of those games. They can. They can. The, the Rams look terrible without Von Miller, without Odell Beckham Jr., without Whitworth. They didn't look that good. And the Raiders, I think the, the, you can win. They can win that. They can win those games. But I will be very, very happy right now if you told me you're dead two and two after four games. Oh. I'll sign up for that right now after that first game. Give me a pen. Give me a pen. Let's make that happen. Your worst case scenario, you was thinking, oh, my God, they'll lose to the Raiders next week. Then they lose to the Rams. All of a sudden, that Carolina game is you're, you're playing for your season. Uh, individually, Cliff Kingsbury to the media today on Rondell Moore. I think it's pretty much day-to-day at this point, but a guy like him that you know does that much running, we've got to be really smart with him. Okay, now that to me is code. It's going to be a while. Yeah, if if, it, it, if it's a typical Rondell Moore hamstring injury, yeah. he ain't playing because next he week. runs so much. We got to be careful with him. That kind of that sounds to be like code for that one might be a little bit. JJ Watt update day to day. We'll get him out Wednesday and then see, and hopefully he can give us something this week. Okay, Justin Pugh still day to day. We got to uh, get to the next couple of days and Wednesday. Hopefully he can do something. And, um, we'll see if we can get him going, but don't know. He's got, got to see how he responds uh, Wednesday at practice. Okay, here's the thing. No one is going to sit here and blame that loss yesterday on not having Justin Pugh. All right, you're not, I'm not. Nobody with half a brain is going to. But understand the situation. You don't have Justin Pugh. The guy that you traded for to replace Justin Pugh when you didn't have Justin Pugh is now an injured reserve, and he can't be back for at least the four weeks of the season. It is not ideal going to any game with your third string left guard. Certainly no. not in week one. No, no. Harlow was not good. Justin Pugh's a good football player. Justin's a good football player. Him coming back will help. Solidify the offensive line. You know, and I don't know if you're going to get uh, Rondell. I don't expect that you're going to have Rondell back anytime soon, but I, I wasn't really I mean, Dorch played well. Isabel only had one catch. In the game. I thought Didn't he may get more so. reps. Yeah, we kind of had that conversation last week yeah. about who gets the reps with Rondell Moore injured. We, yep. we kind of were leaning Isabella, and we should have clearly been leading Greg Dorch because he was out there a bunch. Uh, Antoine Wesley today did a check presentation, a charity check presentation. He says he's going to be back for week five, but again, you got to get to week five. All these guys who are out at least four weeks, you got to get to week five, and, and you got to get to week five. 
if you like, say you two and two, where do I sign? Give me the paperwork right now, and I'll sign I up for two and two if you can get. I there. think your best case scenario is two and two. I agree. You're not beating the Rams and the Raiders and the uh, Carolina. I don't think. I wouldn't expect that. I'll take two and two. One and three, I could even live with because it's a tough start to the schedule. But oh, like you know, zero and four, and that's doom and gloom. That was um, bad yesterday. So what do the Cardinals have to fix before next Sunday when they take on the Raiders? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.